This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I'm joined by Cat and Rob. As always, what's happening, guys? Hello. What's up? Not shit. You guys um, recovering after watching such an awesome movie last week? Um, I had to think about what we watched last week. <laughs> Paranormal Activity Two, man. Yeah. I, well, you know, I got plenty of sleep. That's for sure. Why? I, I, damn you! Because <laughs> that movie's boring and nothing happened. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, we're back this week with a Rob. It helps set a relaxing mood so I could sleep. One day I'm going to kick your ass. One I mean, day it was a funny game's boring where I actually fell asleep. But... Oh, come on, Rob. Unbelievable. I, the fact that he digs at funny games as much as he does, like out of all the movies, the guy, I see why you give paranormal activity shit. I understand. Funny games, though, like it's still so crazy to me. I fell asleep twice. I understand not liking funny games. There are a lot of reasons why I think critically someone would not like that movie. But being boring is just so far outside the realm of my funny games experience that I will just never understand this. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. I fell asleep <laughs> twice. That's all I got. I don't know, man. I think that was a you thing. I don't understand. Uh, but needless to say, we are back this week with a Rob pick. Any of our regular listeners have heard Rob for quite some time talk about this fucking movie. I feel like, honestly, I was prepared to uh, play the long game to get this movie on the show. <laughs> I had already decided that every week I was just going to pitch this movie until <laughs> you guys said yes. And then the first week out of the gate, you said yes. I was kind of stunned, to be honest with you. Well, so we knew. I, I don't know what mikey's logic was for saying yes in this thing uh i was outvoted basically yeah cat said no immediately i said which no I'm surprised i'm surprised by cat and we'll get into it but i can't believe you don't like this movie and then mikey said that uh he wouldn't mind watching it and then it's like well if we do a vote it's gonna be two against one i didn't have anything immediately better to pitch uh, so I figured we might as well get it out of the way i've known I, since before i started the show that eventually one day we were going to talk about I still know what you did last summer because uh like one of the first episodes of Slasher Radio I ever heard you brought up that whole um it's better than I know what you did last summer it holds it up is. you're just thinking that the first one is bad like this is a conversation I I have come mm -hmm. into the Slasher Radio mythos knowing that this was on the horizon and so I stand by everything that I said and we'll get into the movie and you guys are going to see that I'm right. No. no. Well, my logic, like, I, 
It's funny that you were planning on a long game. <laughs> this is pretty funny. But like my thought was like I just picked the movie. I picked something I knew he didn't like. Who am I to say no to this one at this it's it was a bad time for me to argue it. And you know, like it, it's gonna happen eventually, apparently. So like as he won't shut the fuck up about it. Every time I know what you did last summer's brought up, you bring up this movie. Mm-hmm. Every time. Without fail. With good reason, yeah. All right. Well, you're finally going to talk about it. You said you were so happy today. I was. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been a long time coming, Rob. It has. It has. Uh, we got some drink roll call to get to. We got some horror news, and then we can get into the movie. So, what you guys drinking? I have more Buzz Balls. Ooh. Ooh. What flavor you got? Uh, still the Apple one. I think they only stock the Apple one at the gas station. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. I can't find the cram blaster by me, man. For Either shit. that or they sell it. Maybe the Apple's the worst one and they just sell out of all the other <laughs> ones every time they restock. Uh, I don't know. If they, uh, what was the, there was one I had that was awful and I can't remember which one it was right now. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to remember. But that, no, I find it hard to believe that the Apple's the worst one. <laughs> what are you drinking, Mikey? I am, uh, I'm pulling a little bit of a cat here. I'm drinking orange juice and vodka. Okay. Classic cat move. I made it a little too strong. <laughs> the cat move of it is, I bought a bottle of Tropicana orange juice, and I just gulped a bunch oh. of it and then poured <laughs> vodka in and shook the fuck out of it. With some there you ice. go. That's yeah, the appropriate amount of drink to have for the show, I think. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> It works. <laughs> it is so easy though. It's like you mixing it or whatever. And I like I, I'm a I'm a James Bond guy, like shaking not stirred. And it's hard to shake a drink in a regular cup. This you shake yeah. the shit out of it. Don't you have a shaker? No, I don't have a shaker. Well, I have a shaker somewhere. You say get a cocktail shaker, man. I'm not that expensive. Eh, I gotta do dishes. It's more shit. That it's this is easier. All right. I won't be able to shake it better than I can shake it in this fucking bottle. Oh shit, the cap's not on. Um, <laughs> I was a problem. I didn't say I picked it up hard as shit. I will say this though there's pink lemonade vodka in this motherfucker. Of course, bottle. there is. God damn it, yeah. Mikey. Why do you ruin everything? Yeah, you like you that. You can take a sim- the simplest thing, a screwdriver, the simplest drink in the world, and ruin it. Well, I had to ruin it. I made it better. It's tasty. You're such a child. You're a hater, man. What was he? He was drinking something girly recently, cat. I forget what, it, what he was doing. I don't remember. I don't remember either. No, I find that hard to believe. I um, I'm on theme tonight with the movie. I'm drinking a dark and stormy. I, you know, I thought about making a dark and stormy, except for when I remembered that that was a thing. I was already watching the movie, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to go back out. <laughs> yeah. What is that, Rob? It is a uh, dark rum, ginger beer, and a little lime juice, or Tabasco, as the case was in this movie. Yeah, th- apparently that's a thing that some people do. I don't know. I'd never heard of it, but I guess it's a thing. I, yeah, I that, heard of it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard that before. So I did not do that because what the fuck? Like, that's I've never heard that. Mm, I've heard about the hot sauce being put into drinks and shit. No, I have too, like Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But not a dark and stormy. But people are doing it with a lot of shit now, and I like that. I, you know, one day I'm going to do it. The, the, I don't know if they still have it. The liquor store by my house does have 
the Frank's Red Hot Bloody Mary mix. I keep meaning to look for that. I just don't like Bloody Marys. Usually. I don't either. I hate Bloody Marys. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't like tomato juice. Like, I know I'm not going to like it. And it's a big fucking bag. I don't know. Maybe I'll make one drink. It's under the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be the bet. Everybody wins there. All right. I think Rob won one drink roll call. I don't know. Pink lemonade, though. No, I absolutely think Rob won this drink roll call. Nobody in the movie was drinking pink lemonade. <laughs> yeah, two college girls weren't drinking pink lemonade vodka. Can you imagine Mr. Cat's boyfriend being like, why are people shipping you bags of Frank's Red Hot Bloody Mary <laughs> With some missing? Should you even drink that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Ooh, maybe I could find, like, movie serum and put it in there and just trick Cat. <laughs> Every time she drinks, she'll just fucking love the leprechaun and Halloween resurrection. All right, so you guys want to get a news? Oh, I can't wait. Why are you a ball buster? It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Uh, I have something that I want to bring up in the news. Okay. But I don't know if you're already going to talk about it. Okay. I might be stealing your news here. Can we talk about Eli Roth? I don't have anything Eli Roth. Uh, sure. What about him? Great. Uh, he's doing a Thanksgiving horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the trailer dropped for it. And, I saw the uh, trailer before The Nun 2. All right. Uh, it starts... Here's, here's what has broken my brain about this. It stars Addison Rae and Patrick Dempsey, which I just, for the life of me, cannot get over. It's <laughs> it's one of those rare situations where I feel like all three of the people in this scenario are somehow too good for both of the other people in this scenario. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> um, I, I saw the trailer. It, um, it looked good. I mean, I, you know, whatever. It's Eli Roth, so who the fuck really knows? But I thought it looked okay. I know it was like, this was like a one of the fake trailers in Grindhouse or yeah. something. From a long time ago. Uh, he finally got around to making the movie. Because after that movie came out and people saw that trailer, they said they wanted the movie and he said he was going to make it. Yeah, he's been teasing this for a long time and now yeah. it's finally here. Uh, but the cast has me kind of scratching my head. Yeah, I didn't realize who the cast was, to be honest with you. Um, the only other thing I know about it is Heather Powell from the Friday Nightmares podcast. She lives uh, in some goddamn forsaken place in Canada. And uh, it was down the street from her. They they shot this. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Every place in Canada is a godforsaken place, by the way. I don't know about that. I don't know the name of the place she lives. I always make fun of it, and now I can't remember the real name. It's like Water Down something or something. I don't know. I think she's near Toronto or something, and they were filming something down the street from her or some bullshit, and then she found out it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I seen that. I didn't get a chance to look at it. I mean, see, I I glossed over it as bullshit, and then I seen it was Eli Roth, and I was like, oh, interesting. He's kind of a hit or miss guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Eli Roth is uh, has good stuff, and sometimes it's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. What that's concerns true. me uh, most, I think, is I don't think Addison Rae can act. 
So I'm concerned. I'm not 100% certain who Addison Ray is. Oh, well, she got famous on TikTok, and I don't think yeah. TikTokers oh. can act generally as a rule. Oh, what if somebody what if somebody puts Greg in a movie? Holy shit. I wonder if he got cast for like a Blair Witch remake if he would take it. You know, something he really don't like. <laughs> like, how do you turn that down? I just had yeah. a small existential crisis because I was going to be like, well, we, Greg was a person before TikTok, though. And then I realized technically all TikTokers are right, people yeah. before they start TikTok. Yeah, they're all people. They're just TikTok people. They're just TikTok people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the movie looks good. Uh, you know, it could be fun. We need we're in need of a good Thanksgiving horror movie. There aren't really any. What about Thanksgiving? The first one. Oh. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Thanksgiving. I did like the first one. We pick on three so much that it's easy to forget that the first one is a fun time. Yeah, the first one's absolutely amazing. Yeah, never mind. We don't need any more Thanksgiving horror movies. We're set. We're set. Yeah, but, um, you know, so if this one's a good one, though, that'd be nice. But Patrick Dempsey, like, what's he doing in this thing? That's the other thing that kills me. Has he ever done, like... I, I know he's been in horror movies, but it feels like he's, like, starring in this, right? Mm-hmm. He was in the trailer a lot. I feel like he's never had this big of a role in a horror movie. And even yeah. the horror movie I can think of he, that he was in, he was the love interest. He's a rom-com guy. Like, he's... I He's love interest guy. <laughs> like, I, I can't see him as anything else. Yeah, no, that's true. He, he has to be the star of this, because, yeah, I don't know who else would be. I've never heard any of the other people in it, so. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is just, it's been um living rent-free in my mind all week, so. Yeah, we'll see how it is, man. Like I said, it, it, we, we talked about it as Eli Roth, so, yeah, we gotta just wait and see. Yeah, that's a real hit-or-miss proposition with Eli Roth. He's got some stuff that I like, and then he has other stuff. Yeah, very. it's rarely middle ground, too, with him, yeah. so we'll see which side of the fence it goes on. Uh, next thing up is Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Uh, the Godzilla trailer came out. I don't know if this is horror. Some people count it. It looks cool, though. I don't even know what that is. Is it the new Godzilla movie? Is it part of the Godzilla universe that... Yeah, it's like, it's a Godzilla movie, yeah. Yeah, but they have, like, I feel like there are a couple of Godzilla universes going on. Like, I don't know if this is part of the Godzilla versus Kong yeah i think it's it has to do with that it's like part of I, kong's not in it though uh at least at this trailer like i haven't looked into i just like i don't follow the godzilla universe or anything but like when one comes out i make myself aware because i you know i do want to see it because okay. they're cool movies but... oh this is a tv show oh this is a tv show yeah according to oh. according to google and kurt russell's in it well i'll be damned and Wyatt Russell. Yeah, like this is, a, this is a big thing. Like it, yeah. I, I watched the trailer. It's, you know, it's Godzilla. I heard nothing about it. Oh, that's funny. Kurt Russell play, plays Lee Shaw, and his son Wyatt Russell plays the young Lee Shaw. Aww. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I hadn't heard anything. Oh, it's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm not going to be able to watch it anyway. Uh-oh. Because the last thing I'm doing is getting another damn streaming service. November 17th, it drops. All I right. thought this was the new movie. And I was going to say, like, because Kong has better movies than Godzilla. 
and they're yeah. much closer, especially the newer ones to horror. Uh, they're, I consider them, well, they're, they're much closer. But I was very upset not seeing him in that trailer. That makes sense, though. That makes sense. Damn, that's a lot of money spent on a TV show making that shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Next thing up is Winnie the, Plo- Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Uh, the first image is dropped. I'm listening. I'm done talking. <laughs> Where are the images? Here. They're on bloody disgusting. He refuses to send them. Yeah, that protesting. Yeah, what the hell? You send me every other dumbass thing in the world. <laughs> you send me this. I was doing it. No, they look great though. Oh, it's amazing. Did you see that? Did you see this, Mikey? No. You didn't see the first one. He hates no. fun. Oh, that's right. It's a good Don't movie. I uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. It's not even Winnie the Pooh. It's some dude in a Winnie the Pooh mask. No, that's not. No, it, that's really Winnie the Pooh. No, it's not. It's some dude in a Winnie Pooh mask. I've seen images and trailer. Looks awful. It's a good movie, though. I'm telling you. <sighs> Anything else? No, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm right. glad there are people that like fun. So we get movies like yeah. this. Mm, I refuse. Like, I'm sure one day our patrons are going to make me watch it. I, I understand. But until then, I won't do it. Uh, I'm protesting. There are going to be Saw 1 and 2. There's going to be a double feature coming to theaters from Alamo Draft House and Fantastic Fest. I've never heard of them. But apparently you can go to theaters, Cat, and get a double feature of Saw 1 and 2. I So I've been thinking about doing this. Saw 2 is the only Saw movie that I have never seen in theaters. And it drives me crazy because it is the one that got me interested in Saw. So That's the best one. Yeah. I, yeah, I would I I don't have the money, but I'm trying to figure out how much money I can put toward going to see this in a theater. Cuz the thing with Alamo events is that they're never close to me. Yeah. I I was going to say is this just at Alamo Drafthouse Theaters or It looks like select ones. There's one in Raleigh, North Carolina, Rob. Yeah, there's not there's not one. I'm not going to Raleigh for fucking Saw movies. Yeah, it don't look like they're very close to you, Cat. Yeah, I I've been thinking about it though, because it drives me crazy mm. that two's the only one missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and like that is my favorite Saw movie. That one's really good. It's really really good. Yeah. Uh, next up is Lionsgate acquires domestic rights to Bill Skarsgård the Crow reboot. <laughs> and that's expected to drop in 2024. Okay. I mean, I, I we've talked about this before. I, I I have no love for the Crow. I don't I don't really care. It's fucked up, man. That first one's really good. I can't believe you. I'm very upset to Bill Skarsgård. Like, why, man? Why why are they having him come back to ruin every fucking is he gonna play Freddy next? Like, is he going to just ruin them all? God damn. I'm starting to hate that guy. He would never do that to children. <laughs> <laughs> you are a son of a bitch. All right. All right. Uh, last thing. Oh, no. I have two more things. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's movie officially got a rating. And it's rated PG-13 for strong, violent content and bloody images. I knew it. Those fucking cowards. 
<laughs> what do you mean? I because they did they te like a couple months ago they were teasing. They're like, "Ooh, what are we gonna rate it? What's it gonna be rated?" Like it was ever gonna be anything but PG thirteen. And then there was like there was that sliver of hope where it's like they. Maybe they understand that the demographic for Five Nights at Freddy's is people that have been waiting five years since they were fucking 13 to watch this and are adults now and would appreciate them going balls to the wall crazy with this movie because Blumhouse has the budget to do it. And here they are with a PG-13 rating. Uh, like children only... are still getting into Five Nights at Freddy's. They I don't buy it. Are, it's past its heyday. Those numbers are declining. They've they've got to cater to people that were, you know, of an age to be playing this five fucking years ago. <laughs> like I don't. I'm cowards. And I I mean, obviously, I would like it to be an R movie, but that doesn't. There's a lot of PG horror out there, and there are like Five Nights at Freddy's is like they can't completely killed they do have still my friend's son is huge in the five nights of freddy's like 10 like you know it it's still very strong for kids like you know they the the rights holders would i would imagine would not let them do that so i mean i'm not mad at it they had to keep we knew going in they were going to keep a foot in both grave so still um, not going to be as good as willie's wonderland you don't know that. I do know that. How do you know that? We talked about this last week. Uh, th their one chance was to do something that uh, Willy's Wonderland hasn't done. Like what? Gory would have been an option, and they clearly didn't take it. Willy's Wonderland was gory? No, it wasn't. I, did, I never expected this to be more gory than Willy's Wonderland. I just never... I knew they weren't going to do it. And I never expected it to be better than Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, here's the thing is, while I don't need it to be specifically more gory than Willy's Wonderland, it's going to have to do something ex like amazing to set itself apart. And they're, they're a bunch of cowards. They're not going to do it. They're, they're not going to make any bold, creative choices with this. <laughs> uh. They're going to tease an R rating and then give it a PG-13 rating, which apparently is what Blumhouse does now. So... I, Most of their movies are PG. I mean, you know, Megan was three was PG, I believe. After they teased an R rating. Yeah, after they cut the shit out of that movie. <laughs> Just saying. And there's a lot of horror movies. PG horror isn't like, you know, it's not like it doesn't exist. I'm not, I, I never thought it would be R rating. I, like, they, they were just never going to do it. It got too big. Then they shouldn't have teased it. What are you gonna do, man? I, I, you, you guys still, you just don't know. How are you going to this with your minds made up? That's not fair of the movie. Because this movie has been, they've been talking about and teasing this movie for five years, mm -hmm. and they missed their window, and now they're trying to to drum it up like I'm supposed to be excited about it when I already got the version of it that I needed. Going in expecting the worst from this movie is the kindest thing I can do for it. That is not fair. You guys not being that fair is. to this movie. No, I seriously, the lower my expectation is, the easier it's going to be for them to clear that bar. Alright, we'll see when it comes out. We'll see. We will see. That's gonna be nice Five Nights at Freddy's, man. We've been waiting a long time. God damn. Too long, long some might say. <laughs> well, that ha we're still how long are we waiting for a nightmare movie? It is what it is, man. It happens. It's unfortunate. But Nightmare Usually is a franchise. Five Nights at Freddy's 
it was an adaptation. It's different. It, and it's, it was sort of this cultural thing that's time has now passed. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, like I said, we'll see. I still think, I mean, we should have got it a while ago, sure, but I think it landing. The reason I'm not mad is because it landed with Blumhouse. You know, like if you weren't going to do it right and you weren't able to do it right, like it's not like Five Nights at Freddy's is a fucking giant corporation or nothing where they could shell out all this money for a film, you know, and hire people to do it and all that stuff. Like I, I'm if you can't do it right, don't do it. Yeah, and Blumhouse does a lot of stuff right, but they also do a lot of stuff wrong. You're right. You're, you are 100% right about that. I mean, I went to the theater and saw Truth or Dare. I know. <laughs> uh, you're right. They are hit or miss. You're right. Also, Five Nights at Freddy's has a history of not telling stories well. And I'm going to get a lot of people on my case about this, uh, but I'm going to stick my guns here. The, the way that Scott Cawthon tells stories is he leaves these little, like, easter eggs for people to find so it's like an egg hunt and people can piece together they're like "Ooh, who is purple guy how does he relate to phone guy what was the bite of 87 you know they can go on like these little quests and they do fan theories and the interactive part was what kept that fandom alive for so many years but when you look at some of the side projects and when you look at uh, specifically i would refer to like the series like five nights at freddy's has licensed their property out to other storytellers that have tried to take a crack at it and they're all very childish they're all very tame they never live up to the expectations of the fans and most of them are poorly constructed i think that's and i don't want to say that i have no faith in blumhouse to tell a story but when you look at the past of the franchise and you look at blumhouse's very hit or miss record it feels like this could very easily be one of those things where once the mystery is taken away of like what do all these little clues mean that i have to like play the game to find there's not enough of a plot there to sustain itself and i believe that i i know nothing about the stories of five nights of freddy i know nothing about it but you know it, they're, they're in a really tough spot man because kids latched onto it and anything rob we know this is wrestling fans man they're always going to cater to what makes them money and they will sacrifice their product for it i'm not mad at the pg-13 movie i think pg-13 horror can be effective i just don't think this one's going to be effective yes that's that's the thing i don't think this one is going to be effective all right we'll see we'll see i'm looking forward to it and like i said at blumhouse we've talked about it many times before where you know, there's two different sides of their stuff, and um, but it, we uh, were optimistic about The Exorcist for the most part when we've talked about it because when they get their crack at something important, they usually do well. We'll see if it continues, though. You know, you never know. We'll see. They they haven't had that many chances at important stuff, and you know, like it it could fall off. We'll see. According to their website, Five Nights at Freddy's hits theaters and Peacock on October 27th. Oh, hell of a deal. Yeah, so hell it's, going, deal. it's going straight to the... <laughs> what? You can't say that and keep it PG-13. <laughs> oh, that's right. You can't say that. Uh, I don't even know where the hell that... I haven't had to open that damn thing in so long, and now you're making me do it. Why? I don't know what you're talking about. The bleep sheet. There it is. Bleeps. I gotta add one to you. You don't. You don't have to bleep that one. That was. I was using that in a sentence. 
You you still can't say it. If you use it in a sentence, it doesn't count, right? If you're just it like counts. in the background saying <laughs> then then it's not okay. Hey, you just yeah. go around whispering now, you can't fucking do that. Yeah, if I just you? blurt out then you have to bleep it. But if I use in a sentence, then it's okay to say it. You have now gotten your fortieth and forty first bleep of the year. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Of the year. Of the year. This oh, year amazing. alone, we're not even done with it. That's not too bad. Forty. That's not that bad. I'll admit you've had a streak for a while. This is the first time I've opened this in quite some time. So I hope you're happy now. Just a recap of the bleep sheet. You're at forty one, Rob. I'm at twenty three. A lot of mine are because of you. I got one tonight because of you. Cat's at nine. Chris at five. <laughs> Greg is at six, uh, Allie's at three, Amber's at one, and Matthew Cote's at one as well. <laughs> we had to cover up some stuff that he said, so Matthew Cote has a bleep in 2023 on the show. Beautiful. Kind of dope, not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, last thing I had to talk about. I don't know if you guys seen this. I just caught it uh, over the week, and then uh, this dropped. There's, apparently there's a Goosebumps thing going on. It's going to be a new TV series. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this. All right. Oh, it's going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be super scary. It's Goosebumps, man. I, I, I Barbarian was briefly on Disney Plus. <laughs> I understand why people would be excited about this. It was, you know, nostalgia or whatever. It's just I'm I'm an old man, and this was not. I don't have any nostalgia for Goosebumps at all. Does your is your son is was he ever into Goosebumps? Yeah, yeah, we read the books oh, and stuff when he was nice. a kid. So he'll he's probably would look forward to this, right? No, probably not. Really? No. I mean, maybe if he finds it on his own, but if I suggest it, definitely not. So. <laughs> that is true. Dad trying to be cool. Yeah. Fuck Goosebumps. <laughs> we read the books. We we watched that Jack Black movie when it came out and stuff, but. No. I mean, just for me personally, I, it doesn't matter. But I get it. Like, if you're of that age and you watched it as a kid, then, yeah, I'm sure it's exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently some episode names came out, too. And one of them is Night of the Living Dummy. I like that. So, I don't know. I, I just hope they do it right. Um, you know, like, this is... Th- this was a staple in an era of the horror genre, big time. And granted, it wasn't like, you know axe through the face or nothing but like it was it was a really nice um transition road into the genre for you know people around my age and even a little younger probably or older i don't know it was goosebumps around for a while this is awesome rob be nice to it i was nice to it i said i could understand why people are excited just make sure i gotta watch you cat do you care about this um I'm probably I I'm at a weird point because I do have a lot of nostalgia for Goosebumps. Um, I'm yeah, probably I mean, you just not gonna... reading the books a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not going to watch this on my own, but like I have, you know, th- there are kids in my family that I can traumatize with a new generation of Goosebumps content. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I I really hope that they bring back like I don't know if they are or not, but. Like, bring back some of the older stuff and redo them, like the mask and, you know, all that. I really hope they have that in there. I'm sure they will. Uh, but we will see. That is all I have for the news, though. I have to hit my button. Uh, yes. Son of a bitch. You're going to be hitting that button for months to come. Get the fuck out of here! Go back to turning 
tricking old folk and you'll pay to the end. Top of Mystery Corner, where our listeners anonymously send in Italian memes just for the sake of making fun of me for being Italian. No horror tie-in here. They're just buttholes. I don't know. This one might count as a horror tie-in. We'll see. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that's good. What in the hell? Uh, the... The memes themselves go up on Patreon. We do try and describe them on the show. I don't like when Rob laughs at them. It, it's the caption. The caption. <laughs> the caption's hilarious. I don't like when you laugh at any of them. Not no part of it. <sighs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> the never-ending pasta bowl dilemma. I ate too much spaghetti. Now I regret it. <laughs> Come on, you didn't say it with any wow. kind of enthusiasm. You didn't sell it, man. Uh, how am I supposed to be enthusiastic about this? You're supposed That's to say, like, this. I ain't too much spaghetti. Now I regret it. Fuck you. I'm not saying it like that. You shouldn't say it like that either. It's racist. Stop it. It's for me, Mikey. Motherfucker. <sighs> I would say when's it going to stop, but we, we have... <laughs> We know we got like six more months. Yeah. So. <laughs> we got a timeline of it not stopping anytime soon. Even if it stops right now, which is amazing. Uh, I don't know what to say about this, man. It's some fucking, I guess, person covered in spaghetti. This is wet. This is gross. He's full of regretty. Yeah, I don't like this at all. Um, whoever sent this in, I, I, I hope your dog eat something that upsets his stomach a little bit and it just farts all fucking night around wow. here. Wow. Yeah. So I don't not That's not enough to nice. hurt the dog, but just enough to irritate you with the smell of the dog's ass is the goal here. Yeah. Not happy. But we do have a Huckleberry Humphrey Hillbilly hoedown. Oh uh, really? We do. Alright. Yeah. Uh, this is similar to the Gobbagooly Mystery Corner where we uh, get memes anonymously, poking a little fun at Rob from moving down south. Coming See, you, did, you poke fun at me, and that's not nice. Oh, really? You we celebrate Rob for moving down We're south. We're celebrating your culture. You're not celebrating anything. All right. So, <laughs> I don't Kinda even gross. feel like this is rednecky, honestly. It's just beer. It's gross beer. So there's a guy passed out on the couch, and uh, in front of him is a picture of a beer can. It's, uh, it's the Hungry Man Thirsty Boy Beer Turkey Dinner Hazy IPA, <laughs> and it's captioned Redneck Dinner. It's kind of rednecky. <laughs> and I can't read what else is on the can, so there I you go. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine the ingredients of a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, possibly, yeah. So we got that out of the way. Did you guys know that Tony Danza has been involved in many charitable causes and charitable work supporting organizations such as the Make-A-Wish Foundation, helping to spread his fame and good fortune? Nice. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Isn't that uplifting? Yeah. Yeah, it's uplifting. (laughs) Rob, why? We're already booked up with Gabagooly stuff, man. Like, you, you can take a break. It's okay. I, I, well, I thought about it, but I figured we all needed to be uplifted a little bit. No. You were you were upset about the Regretti post, so... I so you maybe, do this? Yeah, to uplift everybody. He's helping out the kids, Mikey. Why, why do you got to tell me about it? 
This is nice to know, isn't it? That the patron saint of Italian Americans is out there doing good work. I don't want to hear any more Danza facts. This no is more than you know, I had a friend of mine listen to the show. Well, you know, we, we don't talk a ton. They're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. They're like, oh, awesome. Thanks. They're like, I got to ask, what's with the Danza stuff? <laughs> Literally. Can you imagine if you're just like a fan of horror movies and you stumble across this podcast? <laughs> like, what would be yeah. going through your head during the Tony Danza fun fact corner? I do feel like that's sort of the effect I was going for. <laughs> it's, it, the Danza fun fact is is a double edged sword, right? It what yeah. I, what I like about it is, well, I, the double edged sword not really a great analogy. Uh-huh. It has two benefits. One is it irritates Mikey. The other is it it will mystify people who don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. adding to the slasher radio mythos here by yes. yeah, and we have been told by some people that it is their favorite segment of the show. That's true. We can't get rid of it now. We can. We can very easily get rid of it. I'm actually pushing for it pretty heavily. It's, it's probably going to wear itself out pretty soon. Thank God. Not going to lie. Thank God. I am not stocked up for the next six months on Tony Danza <laughs> fun facts. There are only so many fun facts about a man's life, you know? For Christmas, I'm yeah. going to send you a Tony Danza biography. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of mystifying the listeners and confusing them, we... If I could get a Tony Danza biography and read one sentence each week on this show, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh. I need to break your fucking internet. All of it. Phone. Work. Home. <laughs> I need to, get to, to, to... I'm gonna just kidnap you and seclude you. What are the chances the, the Tony Danza fun fact corner ends up with a murder? <laughs> <laughs> pretty high. Pretty high. I can promise you that. It's pretty high. Not to implicate myself, but pretty high. Well, I mean, it's at this point, I, I've started looking at but it. it, it we, we can't really replace the patron saint of Italian-Americans. No. But I have been looking into some other people that we might dive into their lives as well. You motherfucker. He's not the patron saint of anything. He's, a, he's fucking Tony Danza, man. This is it. He's never been more relevant than he is today. All Italian-Americans love him. Yeah, Mikey, I heard on a podcast somewhere that he's the patron saint of Italian people. (laughs) You didn't know where it came from, but you heard it. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) Interesting. Well, speaking of uh, mystifying or however the hell you put it and confusing our listeners, uh, we have another huge clown penis alley. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Rob, you want to take a crack at this one? These are also (laughs) uh, memes related to huge clown penises. I I don't know how this stuff starts, guys. So this guy is getting out of of a Volkswagen. Amazing tie. He has an amazing tie. The Volkswagen is pretty amazing also because it's like painted in like a brick pattern. That's pretty cool. You don't see that very often. Yeah, not a brick color, a brick pattern. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, it's painted to look like it's, I mean, not realistic bricks, but painted to look like it's it's made of brick, which is kind of cool. Uh, he's, of course, a clown. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. What and part of not this that it makes sense? sense. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says, the larger the feet, the larger the penis, the larger the vehicle, the smaller the penis. No wonder people are afraid of clowns. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. I mean, that makes sense. Sure. The logic tracks. 
What is that thing in the door? Like, I realize he's got a lot of random shit in the door, in the, like, the door pocket thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it looks like it's shit he would need. And then it's that yellow thing. Yeah, what it's like that? a toy. Yeah, I don't know what that is. He's got all this stuff for, like, hand sanitizer or face paint, shit he needs, and then just some random toy. Yeah. I'm sure that's a super important clown um, accessory of some sort. I possibly do. Like, does it shoot bubbles? Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, this shit needs to end, though, eventually. I got just, I don't know what we're doing here. <sighs> we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be back with uh, the Rob pick of the century. I still know what you did last summer. Uh, I really don't know what to say about the movie, to be honest with you. Rob, I'm going to need you, uh, not, we kind of went over it earlier, but tell everybody why you picked this movie and what your boner for it is. Because this movie is uh, often maligned as being a, an awful uh, horror movie. It's one that people think they don't like, but I think what people don't like is the first movie and they carry over that bad impression going into this movie when really this movie is excellent. It's a, it's a great example of a slasher film. Uh, they do all the things that a slasher film needs to do right. The setup is fantastic. You take a small group of people, you isolate them in a place that they can't get out of, uh, being in, in this instance an island. They can't get off the island. They also can't reach the mainland via radio or telephone. So they're secluded. And uh, and there's a killer on the loose. It's it's just done perfectly. Huh. Pat, you want to go or you want me to? Uh, sure. First, I want to clear something up. My problem isn't with I Know What You Did Last Summer, the movie. It's a problem with I Know What You Did Last Summer, the book. And it carries over to the movie and it carries over to both of the sequels. Um, I still know what you did last summer is maybe better than the original. I haven't seen the original in a long time. I didn't watch it what? today. Uh, it might be better. I it, it genuinely might be better. There are some things that it does well enough, I guess. I, I do have a couple, like, points. I, I have a couple good points about the movie where I think they succeeded. But overall, I don't think it does, like, basic stuff well. I don't think the setup was good. I think if it takes you an extra 30 minutes to get to a secluded island where phones don't work or whatever, you might as well not even bother making the slasher movie because they didn't do anything else in that time. They didn't make us care for anyone. I don't like the characters. I want to say that I don't think the kills were that inventive, but, like, what kills? Like, I barely remember them. Um, and I There's a I, body count of 10 in this movie. I wouldn't know it. I couldn't name 10 kills in this film, and I saw it earlier today. I... <laughs> I just I'm not impressed by a lot of what it's given me. I I don't like this franchise. I I don't have a lot of respect for teen slashers in, in that in the genre where I feel like the slasher was made for teens and not in the it was made for adults where teens get slashed. You know, there's a fine line. Pretty sure Kat just said she doesn't like Scream, Mikey. No, because I, I feel like that's for adults where teens get slashed. Like that's an ex- that's what a teen slasher should be, 
and not a slasher movie that was written by and possibly directed by teens. Uh, well, when this movie came out, I mean, well, I, I'm I, I, that doesn't bother me. Like I was the demographic for this movie. Uh, probably I was. I was probably when did this come out. This came out ninety ninety eight. Uh, I thought it was a little later. All right, so I was a little younger than the demographic of this movie, but um, <sighs> this movie was so dumb, Rob. I hate it. It was insanely illogical from top to bottom to me. And it did the big things wrong and it did the little things wrong. What did it wrong? Yeah, I, w- I just want to point out also, Rob, the movie you're describing, that like really good slasher film, you're, you're thinking about Jack Frost 2. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> They go to a secluded island. The setup is good. The characters are good. They get splashed. It's perfect. 10 out of 10. What they did wrong. I mean, where do you want to be stuck on the Bahamas? That's like if all of Long Island's power went out because of a storm and there was no way off of it at all. No, that's not true at all, man. The Bahamas is a series of islands. All right. But there's no way that everybody on this island like that the whole the 30 days of night thing came to me and i know this came out way before 30 days of night but at, but that movie was a great example of that what they were trying to achieve here where they're stranded in this 30 one days spot of night sucks uh, argument for another day but the setup like they're in the where were they fucking alaska where some iceland where they're like everybody go it's believable everybody's not going to leave the fucking Bahamas for the 4th of July at that. Also, like, the, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I just, I was going to hop on, but I, I can't get onto this movie's case about everything. I've got to pace myself. There's a lot wrong here. I, it bothers me that it takes them so long to get to the Bahamas. Cause you're like, they have a great setup, but I like this movie felt way longer than an hour 40 to me. Uh, I checked the time several points. The, the first time was like once they landed in the Bahamas and we're like almost 30 minutes into the movie at this point, which is just I, I don't want to say it's unacceptable because I think you can use the first like third of your movie setting up if you do other things. But like I, as we had to believe in the characters like we had to root for some of them or believe in a dynamic or uh, like something they had to give us something to justify spending that long getting them to the island and they didn't really like there was a dream sequence and everyone was annoying there was a whole weird like no means yes thing which isn't even con like that's that's not me uh projecting that's like a little literal quote from the movie like there was just there was a lot of weirdness that didn't need to be there and she's like you go dancing queen and like i like she's been fine up until the year anniversary or whatever cuz these are new like college friends that she's making and i so they know her as like this bright bubbly dancing person and I, but like she's still been traumatized from the last year and uh, it's a lot it's a lot uh, i didn't i didn't pick up that at all i think that she has been traumatized for the last year i think her friend is Try her friend has to force her to go out. She has to get her out there and try to show her a good time, get her to meet this new guy. I mean, there's, a, there's stuff going on there. 
I I don't think there was. Well, stuff we're meeting going all new characters. But like, I don't like the new character. That that's not entirely true. I liked the one character. There's one single character I like, I guess, in all of this. Uh, and I don't even know if I like her or if I just like the actress. But <laughs> that's like, I. It better be Brandy. It's Brandy. I liked Brandy. Yes. <laughs> I liked that Brandy was basically just Brandy, but in a slasher. <laughs> uh, Rob, I'll say this. Holy shit, Brandy. Several times throughout this movie, I out loud said, damn, Brandy. We should have followed loud. her. She should have been the main absolutely. character. It should have started yeah, with her winning the contest. And then they're on the island. And then she realizes that her dumb white friend brought all the serial killer drama. Like, that's how <laughs> the movie should have gone. I would have been into that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you didn't like the opening and the confessional, the dream thing? No. I thought that was great because I was, oh, it, it opened up and I was like, what? I don't remember. What the fuck is going on? Did I start the right movie? I thought that was so much fun. It felt like it wanted to be a nightmare movie. I didn't like that at all. I will say one of the things that I really like about points of this movie is the cinematography. I thought the dream sequence was shot incredibly well. Like they used the church aesthetic. The lighting was very unique. Visually, it was a good scene. But like, you know that it's going to be a dream fake out because why the why would she be going to church in the middle of the night and it's completely empty and there's that creepy priest looking guy that's very clearly not a priest. And she's talking about dreams. In the middle yeah, of like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I thought it was a fun way to start the movie. Um, I liked it when they were at the club and she, she thought she saw the, the, the fisherman there. And then I was like, this club is where Mikey probably spends all his Friday nights. No, it's not. And, but even that, man, like, yeah, look, the scene, the scene looked cool. It, it pans out on the party and the music and the lights. And I, you know, that's cool. And I, that could be a vibe for an i know what you did last summer movie especially a sequel i i get that but a fisherman in a club rob like it's just none of it makes any goddamn like and this stems from Listen, me hating you work that a killer. long hard day down at the dock sometimes you need a drink on the way home all right so you get changed and like he's looks like a fisherman in the middle of a club i'm not 100 percent certain he's really there i think she's seen him yeah but we see him there is the thing and it's it, right but he's again, not really there is the point like but you're i don't acting like it's outrageous there. for a fisherman to be in a club and yes it is outrageous but he's not really there i know but maybe this stems from me hating this killer so much i hate the fisherman from i know you did last summer all the movies probably more than any killer in any movie i don't know why you hate the fisherman so much he's bad who's scared of a fisherman i'm scared of a fisherman he coming at me with a big hook i'm not afraid of a fisherman Get your ass killed by a big hook, then. That's the vibe I get from it, though. Like, it, it's just such a bad killer. You get hunted down by a fisherman. If I ever get killed by a fisherman, I'll just know I died mad. I'm, I'm just, I died You ever watch The Deadliest Catch? Those motherfuckers are tough, Mikey. I'm, no, I don't. I don't. But, and, but that's what that scene did to me. Immediately, I thought, fisherman in nightclub. I don't like this. Mm. Uh, the nightclub also gets to the other the flip side of the cool cinematography coin and, and this is kind of a complaint that i have about a lot of movies of this era i think but a lot of the shots a lot of the sets were just they were so boring 
Like the dance club had the same vibe as the Bahamas before the storm and after the storm and the bar and the storm. (laughs) And, you know, like it's, there's something to say about visual consistency in a movie, but when you have all of these like big bombastic sets, you know, fucking use them. Have Bahamas lighting. Like, let us see when that storm hits, you know? Uh, like, show us the exotic location of this, you know, creepy hotel bar. Let us see how nice the hotel is. Like, everything was lit like this was a 90s slasher movie. Even mm-hmm. the scenes that are supposed to be fun and lighthearted, you know, there's no contrast to be found in this except for that opening sequence. No, you're right. I and I, I agree with that. It's very it looks very much of its time. It does look like a you know, late nineties horror movie. It does. And I noticed that too. But it is a late nineties horror movie. So well, well, you know. In a lot of late nineties horror movies, this bothers me less because we're supposed to be creeped out like from the beginning, you know, but I don't know. It bothered me here. You know, and and you know, if you're making a sequel, maybe you want to carry over some of the visuals style from the first one. I don't know. They, they, I, I get what you're saying. It doesn't bother me though. It's just I'm used to movies looking like that from this time period. I guess. I guess. I'm used to movies looking like that from this time period too, but not a lot of them are set in the Bahamas. And I I don't know why they chose the Bahamas at all the places like. It sets you back in a couple of different spots to me. That being a big one, because we didn't see the Bahamas. You know, like we didn't see tropical. We didn't. Even when they got there, it's like just dreary. And I'm like, oh, that's the Bahamas. I don't want to go there. When they got there, it was sunny out. They overpromised. It's the Jason Takes Manhattan effect. Like if they hadn't told me Bahamas, I wouldn't have been expecting anything different out of this. But. They're supposed to be, you know, like, th- there's that whole plot point where they're like, ooh, just enjoy this vacation, you know, but like the vacation looks as depressing as home looks. And you're like, what are you supposed to do here? But let me ask you this, Kat, of all the things that you were expecting, was Rasta Jack Black one of them? I have never been more irritated with Jack Black in my life. And that hurts me to say I like Jack Black. <laughs> He's amazing in this movie. He was amazing as a cameo. So, like, he shows up, and I was like, oh, I didn't remember Jack Black was in this. And then I was like, fucking Titus is the coolest. And then he just kept showing up, and it's like, I don't need this much of him. And even when he died, he was doing a bit. He was, like, laughing and like, oh, 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 dude. <laughs> I loved it. Blood. I loved like, it. Look. So dumb. Like, which, if you're going to do it, just lean into the horror comedy. If this had been a spoof of I Know What You Did Last Summer... It could have been genius, but it was. There's a lot. Like, there's a lot to suggest that it's that it. That's exactly what it is, Cat. But Jack Black, first of all, I can't make a cameo in this movie because at this point, Jack Black wasn't famous. Nobody knew who the fuck he was in '98. He hadn't even done High Fidelity yet. So this is just him acting at his best. Yes. Bad. Don't cast him. Like <laughs> this is what Jack Black was in 1998. I mean, he. You know, he didn't really start to catch on until like almost famous and then you know all his other stuff or not almost famous uh fucking high fidelity jack black made me mad you have to consider in my opinion to really appreciate this movie you have to take a step back from it and consider how batshit insane it is because you've got a guy who's trying to kill a college girl 
That has been Willis's whole motivation. But instead of just going to her, her dorm room or her apartment or whatever and trying to kill her, he enrolls his son in the college, taking out thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, I'm sure. And then pays for sets them to up go to the Bahamas radio contest and then buys four plane tickets to fly them to the Bahamas where he has rented out two honeymoon suites, which granted it was the off season, but still that ain't cheap all in it in an effort to kill them. It's incredible. This guy's committed to the bit. That's tens of thousands of dollars he shelled out just to murder this one girl. You're it's describing amazing. my problem with the movie, though. No, it's a, it's absolutely amazing. But and why that hiding. is your problem, I don't know. That is what you should embrace and love about this movie, Cat. If it had you, been... of all people, should understand how great that is. No. If it had been, and this came out in the night, this came out in the late nineties. We're in a meta horror phase right now at this point in film history, and they couldn't even be. Uh, they they couldn't even make fun of themselves a little bit for this, you know. Like she she could have pointed that out. Uh, like th- there could have been more nods to how ridiculous this plan is with with will i they could have done something that made me feel like they were even if it had been something cheesy and an irritating line i needed to feel like they were in on the joke and i just i don't i don't how do you feel not that feel like that when he says at one point my name's benson ben son like that was supposed to be the thing that tipped us off the whole time that pissed me off I, it's so incredible it's so bad i don't understand you cat i don't understand why you're always being so argumentative about things <laughs> this is brilliant it's right up your alley why you can't appreciate this i don't i don't know i'm a little bit offended that you up my alley to begin with <laughs> this uh, the absurdity of this movie is has cat written all over it. absolutely not but we see th- and this is maybe the biggest reason why i don't like the the be hard over the line stuff don't you lump this in with my shark movies mikey i will kill you but that's part of like that's the thought process of it it's like well it's ridiculous so let's enjoy it. like no it not just because something's ridiculous doesn't make it good. I am ridiculous. That doesn't make me good. You are, you know, good. like, I, and there's my point. Like, just because, because, like, he's in, he's a fisherman in hiding at that. How's he making money to do any, let alone enough to do this? Like, none of it is feasible to, like, the whole thing at its core makes no sense. And, like, I don't look at that and appreciate it. I look at that and go, wow, that's really dumb. Like, that That's my thought process with it. My process, when you're, when you're having, like, ridiculous plot twists, the Ben's son thing being a perfect example so of this. genius. No, that's the thing, is that for something like that to work, I have to already be having fun in the movie. There's nothing about this movie except for Brandy that is fun. And even oh, that... Brandy fun. Brandy, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But even she, like, even a lot of her scenes are dragged down by that fucking boyfriend she has. Just, Ooh, man. Well, he's talking shit about Mackay Pfeiffer now. I I'm like about Mackay to. Pfeiffer. I, I, I don't have a problem him. with Mackay Pfeiffer. I have a problem with, what's it, Tyler? Tyson? <laughs> what, what's his Tyrell. name? Tyrell. He, unacceptable character. Just, he's so annoying. I felt bad for him. I, liked, I don't. I like the interaction between him and Will on the trip. Yeah. 
That, because that's I, why I you, felt bad. Because every guy has been that guy where, like, your girlfriend is friends with a girl who has a boyfriend, and now you have to go do shit with them. Yeah. And you don't necessarily know this person or even really like this person, but you're all stuck together no matter what. <laughs> and they're, so their play back and forth I liked. Like, when they when he was freaking out on the airplane, and Tyrell's like, some folks just can't fly. That, no. He, it, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> that drove me fucking crazy because they have the reverse of that. Will takes two cracks at Tyrell for the lines that other people said. It wasn't even the line that Tyrell said. Either time, he got two chances. He fucked it up both times. Yeah, I was it's so mad. Great. It's bad writing. It. It's lazy writing. I don't like it. I don't like this movie. I just don't understand you, Kat. I don't know how you can't embrace the ridiculousness of this movie. If you do and you go with it, it's so good and it's so much fun. And this is just a good, fun 90s slasher. It's not fun. I don't get where the fun is. The fun for me, because I watched this with a couple people, the fun for me was making fun of how bad it is, but that that doesn't mean the movie's good. That doesn't even mean the movie's fun. It means I enjoy making fun of things. It's not, though, but that's the thing. I don't think the movie is bad. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absurd, and oh, I love bad. it for that. It's bad. The, although the interaction, too, between Will and Tyrell, it, it th- there were two major fouls committed in this fucking movie, and Will committed one of them with Tyrell. You see this man in a hot tub alone with his girlfriend, candles around the hot He's tub. He's not and alone. Jack and- Black is there. <laughs> Well, he, he, he Jack Black, Black floated away. That's the other foul. I'll get to that. But you see what he's trying to do over there. You're going to come and sit down? Also, and then the man tells you to leave, and you just sit there and smile. I'd have whooped his ass Also, in a hot tub with Brandy. You I want to say, it. like, in girl code terms, Brandy is still my favorite character. Don't get me wrong. She's the most entertaining. I have the most sympathy for her. She also commits some party fouls here she's a bad girlfriend she's a bad friend like this is not good girl behavior from brandy uh if i because i've also this is the person that i've been where my best friend invites me to something and brings their like crush or partner or whatever makes me the third wheel invites some rando for me and then tells me i'm sharing a room with the rando like that's I, that's something you have to be prepared for. Like that, that fucking sucks. And then she keeps giving like girl advice where she's like, you should just get together with Will, you know, like we, instead of acknowledging that, uh, what's her face? I don't even remember her fucking name has a boyfriend. Julie. Julie. Julie has a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah Julie's got Ray. Yeah. Uh, that That's a and whole Can we talk s- about Ray for a second in this movie? He also sucks. How stupid <laughs> is Ray? They fight constantly. Yeah. In this movie, and he's like, I'm gonna go propose to her. Like, dude, yeah. clearly this relationship's he, not in a good spot. When he pulled out that engagement ring, it wasn't even it was that he caused the fight. It was that he's like, I can't go to the Bahamas. Uh I, I've gotta let you go to the Bahamas with a different man that lives closer to you and doesn't storm off erratically to go work in the town where you were almost killed and you hate me and you won't come see me. And also I was gonna propose and you fucked it up by inviting me to the Bahamas. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I wanted to slap him so bad. I, I don't know if he started the fight. 
absolute genius. Go to the Bahamas. He was like, so she calls him and she's like, we won tickets to the Bahamas. And he's like, oh, so you can go fly off to the Bahamas, but you can't come visit your boyfriend. Even though she explicitly told him, I don't want to go to the town. Stay with me. Spend time with me. And he's like, no, I'm going to take this personally no matter what. And then she tries again anyway to invite him to the Bahamas. I would leave this guy in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe her sitting outside waiting for the guy. Like, dude, what? Like, so you just set a time with this guy and a, a, a date where you're leaving. And if he shows up, he's coming. If he don't, he don't. And that, that was my, what I was about to bring up, Rob, that, that like, if you have that loose of a dynamic, I don't know if a proposal should no. be in the, like, even if, like you're Rocky. All right, whatever. Like you're not even communicating. <laughs> like what the fuck? What are you doing? That was ridiculous. And he brings it to work with him and to work f- on a fucking boat. Again, Why I say genius you- movie. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. I'm How? irritated. I'm too mad to be having fun. Uh, and this isn't even that type of movie. Like, I know what you did last summer wasn't uh, like a, it wasn't like a totally serious, like a Halloween movie, a serious movie, but it was serious enough, especially for its time. It's seriously bad. I know what you did last summer is awful. It's bad. Way better than this. No, I don't think it's damn by that. I so when you're asking me like about the end, about the dumb ending, that's something I needed to be having fun during the whole movie for something like that to land. But when you put it up against something like I know what you did last summer, it is kind of there is that element where it's like. At least this one has some fun, ridiculous stuff. Like, I'm going to remember this more than I remember I know what you did last summer because it is stupid. I, I will I, say this. When he reveals that Benson, Ben's son, oh my God. that might be the greatest thing to ever happen in cinema history. It, okay, it is not the greatest thing to happen in cinema. It's not the greatest thing to happen in this decade of <laughs> It's not the greatest thing to happen in that movie. What do you mean? It might be the greatest thing to happen in that movie. It's pretty goddamn great. Brandy happened in that movie. It is not the greatest thing in that movie. That's not even how you spell Benson. I have a complaint about Brandy in this movie, and that's the fact that her character should have died. You do not talk bad about Brandy. How dare you? I won't stand for it. Brandy's my new crush. This movie came out in 98, and I just realized it. Julian Ray should have been the only one standing at the end of this movie, and he should have proposed. Oh, my God. Gross. How, how great would that have been if, if that's the end of the movie? The camera's just, like, panning out, and we just see him get down on one knee. It would have been amazing. I will say, I, I, will say I, don't, I would have been irritated if he had proposed, because uh, I don't like them as a couple. But I do think it, would have, it should have ended at the island. That would have been a cleaner end, uh, regardless of how it wound up i do think it would have been very funny if he proposed to her with a gun because he pawned the engagement ring like that would have been coming <laughs> back full circle that might have gotten a chuckle out of me i might have swayed on this movie but yeah that was the most american thing i've ever seen by the way a dude with scars all over him trading in of an engagement <laughs> ring for a gun in a pawn shop and without question no just imagine if he had to propose with the gun it could have been good that there was a waiting period and he didn't get he didn't make him wait either did he <laughs> 
It was, uh, and and then let's not forget he took a bus to the Bahamas practically, practically. No, it clearly said the bus was going to Miami. And also, it is kind of a problem. You're like, it's a big secluded island. They did everything so perfectly in the setup. But I mean, dude, fucking gets there, right? Like, it means you can get off. Well, yeah, you <laughs> right. had to hijack a boat. Oh, anyone can hijack a boat. It's fine. <laughs> if Freddie Prince Jr. can hijack a boat, Brandy can do it. <laughs> Right. There was ways to get there is back is the point. If you think someone's killing people on that island, you can find a way to get the fuck up off of it. One I way don't or think another. So, man. I would be willing to drop you on a secluded island with a killer to find out, Mikey. And I bet you I get off that motherfucker if there's boats around. <laughs> I guarantee that. Why is there time to cut boats loose? You should have been on one of the motherfuckers. Uh, the logic of this movie, Rob, drove uh, no. me it's up a genius. Wall. I know. It's airtight and brilliant. And they don't even answer the trivia question right. No, they don't. That's another... I, I was going <laughs> to let it go. But they have to plan and pack and leave. And you know that they're fucking telling every person they know, I knew the capital of Brazil and I get to go to the Bahamas. They're at a college. Does nobody know what the fucking capital of Brazil is? <laughs> nobody could tell them you're a big idiot? <laughs> great i don't i don't understand how you couldn't enjoy this movie oh i don't know man i'll tell you this though and i know you've been waiting to talk about this movie for a long time but i feel like a brandy and mckay pfeiffer their big move should have been because they're trying to you know get their thing on for a good part of the movie well he is he is she she's entertaining and she's just not she's not helping the process whatsoever they should have just locked themselves in the hotel room and made a sex tape, probably. They should have. They should have. <laughs> I would have watched that movie. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Now, look, I, there are problems with the movie. For instance, when she's uh, stuck in the tanning bed, we clearly see the controls are outside the bed, yet yeah. when they go to rescue her, nobody thinks to turn it off. <laughs> mm -hmm. That like, is. That, that should have been your first move, but I can get past that. And also, like, it, the fact that they're willing to break the bed, shattering hot glass over top of her instead of finding a pair of, like, scissors for the zip tie makes... They could have yeah. unplugged it. There's so many scenarios so they could have... So did. many good yeah. options. <laughs> and why did the fish fisherman leave the room in the first place? You had her. If anyone came in, you'd just kill them. She'd have died in there. Because you got to get the big reveal at the gravesite. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, and the tie together. Oh, he worked here. And yeah. Here's now that I do not oh. like. That is too much, and it's dumb. Yeah, that whole he worked there and, and had kids and had a family there on the island. I didn't like that. I also didn't like the voodoo guy. I don't think any of that was necessary. No. No. You easily None could have cut 40 minutes out of this movie, and it would have been better. Oh, easily. 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 No. Easily. Easily. I mean, I would, I, I see I, again, completely different experience. Cause this movie flew by for me. No, it's so much fun. I don't understand. And the, to me, there were only two good kills in this movie. And it was the first one where the friend got killed uh, with Freddie Prince jr. Mm -hmm. That was a good kill. Even though he somehow outran a truck on a fucking road somehow. I don't, that, I don't know. But the kill before that was cool. 
Uh, and what's her name when he that dead body landed on her, and then he pushed the rod or whatever that, yeah, that was, was in. Cool, yeah, that was cool too. The other kills look bad, man. No, man. When he got Mackay Pfeiffer, that was great. That was awful. That looked Mackay bad. Pfeiffer's like, I ain't seen one psycho killer. Boom, dead. That one drove me crazy because CGI looked horrible. The hook came in at the weirdest angle, like it just came diagonally in, and somehow was hooked under him. What that if I one, told you it was a CGI hook, Mikey? I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. That was my favorite kill, just because I was so ready to see that guy get killed. Uh, what about the karaoke scene? First of all, do we all remember when Jennifer Love Hewitt tried to have a singing career? I do not remember yeah. that, and I'm after seeing this, I'm very grateful that I don't remember that. She released a she released a, a single or two, and and really tried to make something. It was right around this time, so I, I'm guessing that she requested that they allow her to sing but it was still kind of cool when the i still know came up on the karaoke screen that's pretty cool no 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 because that's all they said in this movie i know what you did last summer i know what you did last summer no they didn't they said i still know also it should have been i still know what you did two summers ago because last summer all she really did was self-defense so no but that's when she killed ben yeah but not really quote-unquote killed ben (laughs) so she did nothing last summer again Yeah, she had two very shitty summers. Two summers ago was a big deal, but <laughs> last summer was unimpressive at best. The next one can be, I'll always know what you did last summer, because this summer she does something noteworthy, but we mm-hmm. skipped a year. Yeah. We also get the sort of callback to the first movie where she's yelling at the air, just yelling at nothing. Yeah. That felt like this was a different franchise that was ripping off a good idea. Like, it it felt so far removed. No, it's not good in the first movie either. I know you said you haven't seen it in a while. It's really stupid in the first movie. Oh, no, it's really stupid in the first movie. I feel like it was yeah. more dumb here. No, it's it's better here. I felt like they almost like they're mocking it. I wish I had felt that way. If I had felt like they were mocking I Know What You Did Last Summer, I would have liked this a lot more. This, to me, is a movie that is... So, I've said this about movies before. It doesn't happen often, but this movie is like the whole concept is so stupid that it, it turns on itself and becomes amazing. And they stick the landing with that for me. If you watch this knowing what's happening the entire time, I don't see how you can't possibly have a good time with it. Just knowing that the whole thing's a setup, it, it's so outlandish that it's amazing. No. No. I don't think that's true because I went in today knowing that it was a setup. You watched it wrong. Watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I I honestly could go on for so <laughs> Rob that she when Brandy's standing on that glass roof, she put her foot both her feet on the same pane of glass. Like she's seen it was breaking and said, you know what? I'm not gonna step on the glass tile next to it. I'm gonna put my other foot on the same one that's cracking. Right, put all my weight on that, it. she will fall through. But, but is that what she was trying to do? It didn't seem no, like that's it. what we need her to do so the fisherman can get it to her. I understand, but that's not what she was trying to do. She was trying to not. I mean, she the, the smart move in that situation was not to move at all. He ain't going to get you up there on that glass roof, and you were fine where you were. You could just wait till help shows up. <laughs> yeah, and she kept. Dude, it, and then when she falls, she's tr- got a ring of keys with like a hundred of them, mm-hmm. and she's trying the keys. 
as he's coming through. I have never been so irrationally angry as Dude. watching someone with a heavy flashlight bust an axe out of the wall to get a very flimsy glass plane out of a different fucking door. I <laughs> I almost stopped watching. I almost told you I couldn't finish. Well, she didn't. Her plan wasn't to do that. wasn't to go for the glass. Her it plan was, was to try to break the lock. I know her plan wasn't to go through the glass. She broke. But that's glass. all she did. With a flashlight, planning to get an axe to go after a chain that's clearly stronger than any of the glass in this building. But that That's my problem. <laughs> like The axe would have made a great weapon had she held on to it, by the way. I don't but know she didn't. Yeah, dropped yeah it. I don't know why she did that. And then she crawls through the window and the fisherman grazes her shoe. You, Kat, he was on Cult FM and defended. I, can, I was so mad at you when I seen this scene. Defended. There was a matchup, the Fisherman versus Ghostface. Rob. Rob, take it all back, man. Come it on. It was 100% the Fisherman. You guys were wrong. Rob. It it was always, the Ghostface isn't even a character. He's just laundry. You said Ghostface always misses. I've never seen more misses. Ghostface does always miss. That was the biggest miss I've ever seen that in my life. That was a miss by the Fisherman. I'm not going to deny that. A lot of slashers have close misses like that one. What a lot of <laughs> slashers don't do like Ghostface is trip over their own feet and fall down the steps. I would have rathered it than him. Dude, he watched her try like five keys and then open an axe casing, break a window, and a human being crawl through that window. Also, the fisherman thinks he's so fucking cool doing a slow walk at Brandy. If he had walked just even the tiniest bit faster, she would have been dead. He could have killed her. We could have had one of those dramatic scream through the window. Not that it would have been as good. Don't get me wrong. But we could have had like one of those kills, you know, where you have to watch your friend mm -hmm. uh, die on the other side of glass. You mm -hmm. can't fucking break with your flashlight for some inexplicable reason. Uh, and it would have been good. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to deny that. That, that I thought that's what was going to happen because I hadn't seen this in a while. And I was expecting that to happen. And I was disappointed when it didn't because Brandy's character should have died anyway. Mm -mm -mm. I was disgusted. Brandy's back, character should have so that would have been a good death scene. Brandy's character should have been the only one to survive, though. I feel that strongly. If they weren't gonna no, propose with the gun, died. Brandy should have been the final girl. Ugh, that Rob, that one made me mad. Can you take it all back now? Come on. No, I'm Fisherman not over Ghostface. I said what I said and I stand by it. The fisherman's a better slasher than Ghostface. You suck. You should be ashamed of yourself for that. Seriously. And that wasn't even the question. The question was who would win in a fight to the death? Uh, clearly the Ghostface. Rob, how dare you? Okay, it might depend on what Ghostface, because the one thing I will give the fisherman is he's really good at not being dead for some reason. And uh, Ghostface has a pretty high Ghostface body count, thanks to recent sequels. So, Yeah, but, but at least it's believable. It's the same character in every I Know What You Did Last Summer movie. Like in Ghostface, they, they always die, so they got to make new characters again. That's why he's just laundry. But wait until you meet my new <laughs> character, Will Ghostfacen. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. I'd rather, I'd rather Ghostface die and come back because, you know, the character allows it than for you to just force stupidity like this. This could have been someone else who's seen it, a family member who's seen it. They could have did, if they were going to make this movie, there were so many other things they could have did that made sense and didn't, didn't have, have you to. rolling they your eyes. They made a perfect slasher movie without even having to worry about making sense. I hate you so much. 
I true. You know what? Where's the fucking you, you deserve you deserve a whip for that. Shame on you. I like I said, I can go on forever. Honestly. I can go on for longer than this movie was. <laughs> I have one more complaint about this movie that I just have to get off my chest before we start wrapping up. Can we talk about the music? Not even the karaoke music. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a pass. Can we talk about like the score for this? Well, there was nothing wrong with the karaoke music. I mean, I will survive is a good song. It wasn't sung well. No, it wasn't, but it's still <laughs> a good song. <laughs> I mean, I've heard other people sing it and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the score was bad. I, I don't think that the dance music was good. I don't like that there was like one fucking clown song during <laughs> one of the kills. I, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was very distracting. So I, the only thing that I can say about that, and this is oftentimes the case with a score, I didn't notice it, so I assume it was good or fine, in my opinion. Oh, it see, didn't stand I did out notice it, and it was distracting. Right, well, that's your, that's your wrong opinion. It's fine. I just thought they were doing 98 stuff. Yeah, like, it didn't, I, I don't know. Jennifer Love Hewitt, I think, had a song in here, too, somewhere. Probably. Like one of her. Yeah, she was yeah. really trying to be a singer at that point. I mean, look, Kat, as much as you may not have liked the music in here, at least give it credit for not having a fucking Creed song. Okay. It can have that point. <laughs> it doesn't have a Creed song. I don't mind Creed. God damn it, Mikey. You are the just worst. Saying, I don't mind Creed. Man. We're going to go into Killer Beats one day, and there's going to be a Creed song and a Nickelback song. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. He already played a yeah. Nickelback song. I did. Did, did I, I pluck that out? Yeah, he played a Nickelback song. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't know if that was me. I think that was a listener pick. It could have been me. No listener pick Nickelback. It was you. I don't think it was. I only know like two Nickelback songs. It was one of the two. I think it was Animals or Animal or whatever. Yeah, it uh, could have been me. I don't remember. I feel like it was a listener pick. Listeners, I, I like Animal, if you're though. playing Nickelback, <laughs> be real about it. Yeah. And if you're sending in Nickelback songs, you're not allowed to submit songs for Killer Beats anymore. Well, if it's between a Nickelback song and Greg, the Nickelback song is winning, guys. I hate to break it to you. Um, yeah, I I don't think I had anything else I really wanted to bring. Oh, that, yeah. The other foul I was talking about was Jack Black himself. He was in a damn pool with a joint, and he's a Rasta dude. And you put the joint in the water? Ugh. I, I was sick. I was sick to my stomach. Shame on him. I have seen that dude so many times at fish shows. Ugh. Put a joint in the water. How dare you? Oh, yeah, and the gun was a six-shooter. He shot eight shots at that motherfucker, not one in the head. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I didn't count the shots. That's what I'm saying, like. From the littlest thing to the biggest maybe, thing. Maybe she was able to drop two more bullets in there. And the gun just didn't work for Freddie Prince. Apparently, he don't know how to pull the trigger. Like, I thought he, I thought he bought it without bullets, and I was like, oh my fucking that god! We know that Freddie dude. Prince Jr. doesn't know how to pull the trigger. He was going to propose not at the Bahamas. <laughs> I mean, come on! When he he went all that way. All that way with that gun, he gets there and tries to fire it, and it doesn't work. That's hilarious. Like, you fire around into something, man, and make sure, yeah, you're going all that way with nothing? Ugh. God damn, Rob. You're just convincing me more and more this movie's great. This was a rough one. I don't know how that translates to good in your head. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I, this, this movie's genius. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. It has the 
there has never been a, a, a slasher film with a more intricate plot. I uh, hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. It says it like it's good. <laughs> yeah, are we watching these for the intricate plot? Also, how intricate is it? Right. Bad, well, confusing the plan, isn't... The plan to kill these people? That's crazy. They knew who the radio <laughs> guy was. Did he pay off the DJ or was he just impersonating Mark in the morning? We don't know. I, oh, I thought, I voice. assumed he was the DJ. I assumed that that was his radio show because that's the level of, uh, like, ridiculousness. His name is Will Benson. How's he going to be Mark in the morning? That doesn't make sense, Cat. Come on. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's what is lost in this movie. People on radio don't uh, use fake names. <laughs> my God. And there's a guy on radio or, or used to be around here. His name is Goomba Johnny. That's a real name. His, his real name isn't Goomba. You don't know that. <laughs> I promise you. I guess his real name's John, though, so maybe, I don't know. I've got a point there. He's, oh, my God. I, I, I'm stunned. I thought at least, like, I knew Mikey was going to like this movie. Mikey doesn't like anything good. But, Cat, I'm <laughs> disappointed. I've been very vocal about not liking this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you've always been wrong. Well, you're not wrong about not liking the franchise. There's only three movies, and two of them suck. I thought it was four. It's I think there's three. Three there movies be, and the know. worst book I've ever read. To oh, date. and that TV show. That TV show is terrible. Oh, and the t- oh yeah, god. Thinking. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that that girl's crazy eyes kept me around for a whole season, but <laughs> it wasn't very good. I'll be honest. I truly, truly thought I'm like, cat's gonna rewatch this fucking thing and like it, and I'm gonna be swinging on my um, by myself here. I'm so disappointed that Kat did not like this. I'm going to go back I'm to relieved. recommending like torture porn because I, I don't like that I've become the I don't like that my reputation is such that people think I'm going to like this movie. But it's so good. It's Kat. Not, like, your reputation is that good. I expect you to like good movies. Rob, this is really I want to say that I appreciate it, but I also just watched I Still Know What You Did Last Summer Today. It's a, but it's a solid, good slasher movie. It's I don't understand. Not. Like, what more do you want from a slasher? Fun. I want it to be good. It is fun. I had a good time. How's that with Jack Black and Dreadlocks not fun? No, I put a joint in the water. Fuck him. I don't like that at all. See, that's that what is... Mikey does. He focuses on one dumb thing. <laughs> that's not one dumb thing. It's what you always do. It's fine. It's heartbreaking, man. I've been through that. Waste a whole joint. Bobby, Bobby, we've lost two joints because of Bobby in a fucking sunroof. This is like PTSD <laughs> that came up, man. I, that hurt. That tracks Bobby in a sunroof. Yeah. Oh, I was dead. We I wouldn't let that, that idiot near a sunroof. What are you doing? <laughs> that's, your, that's on you. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I guess. We circled that block like six times. Good fun shit. <laughs> so mad at him. Uh... All right, do we want to get into facts or because, like I said, I I could just go. I really do not <laughs> like this movie. All right, well, I'm sure Cat has some reviews. Uh, reviews yeah, I have yeah. two reviews. Um, I also I, Rob defending this in. I will say, Rob, I don't agree with you about this one. Your defense makes a lot more sense than anything that I was trying to like. I thought maybe you just legitimately liked this as like a scary movie the fact that you are treating it as something ridiculous had me wavering <laughs> for a moment like i'm I'm glad you at least acknowledged that um 
But I did look up uh, to see, I was curious, so I wanted to see not only what the scores were for this, but how they compared to the first one. Just for a point of reference for you guys, I Know What You Did Last Summer has a 45% uh, tomato meter and a 41% Ugh. audience score. Um, this one has an audience score of 29% and an official tomato meter of 7 Seven percent. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People hate on this movie when it's genius. I don't. No. I don't get it. It's bad, dude. I. I don't it's think. Not, it. But it's not bad. I watched it today. Remember when Jay and Silent Bob with Ben Affleck was fictional characters? Rob, <laughs> this movie's bad. Bad movie. No, I like the movie, man. It's a. It's a good movie. I told you. I today. I not only did I rent it to do this episode, but I. I pre-ordered the 4K release. You're a fucking lunatic, man. <laughs> Jeez, but the devil's rejects one. God forbid. Unbelievable. And what that crappy movie. You are a, you are something else. Uh the highest score for this is a very generous four point seven out of ten from IMDb. We've got a God damn nice jump there in ratings. Uh, and I do have two reviews for this. Um, <laughs> the, the first one is ten out of ten. Jack Black oh. was in this movie. That's it. See? That's the review. And I love Jack See? Black too much to not give this movie 10 stars, but I'm not going to lie. Having Fred in this movie was nice since he's really attractive. See? The acting wasn't okay. the best when it compared even to the first movie, but it's still entertaining to watch. These movies are not good horror movies, but they're entertaining no. old horror movies. Uh, that you can just put on and chill to at work or something. I can you see myself rewatching these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 98, Jesus. Old horror movies. Also, where's the... Usually it gives me the date of when the review was... Oh, there it is. Um, This was... uh, This was reviewed in 2021, though, so... <laughs> this He's is old now, whoever Ancient wrote that. horror film. <laughs> mm. Jesus, you know what? I don't want to partake part, uh, partake in gimmick infringement, and I also don't want to shove a candy bar up my ass. But <laughs> you know guess. what? I'll shit on a candy bar and give it to this guy. <laughs> like you should not give this movie a ten. I understand you it's like a, Jack it had Black. Jack Black in it. I don't care. <laughs> this movie's got Jack Black. It's got the most insane plot ever. I don't it, care. I don't. It, and it works as a slasher movie too. You guys are crazy. <laughs> it doesn't do any of the things. I don't care if Jennifer Aniston is in this Black thing, in man. No. If Jennifer Aniston was in this, is, it would be his favorite movie. This movie's ten times better than the first one. No. Mm -mm. No. Um, our other review, we're just gonna move past that. Uh, two out of ten stars. Part two of Slash Stab Hook. The original, I Know What You Did Last Summer, at least had a story and some suspense. The continuation of a story about a hook man that likes to kill teenagers gets very predictable. Watching Jennifer Love Hewitt suffer her flashbacks is enough to tide you over until the next slashing. The setting is attractive uh, and some of the gore is downright nasty. If stabbing, slashing, poking, and ripping people up is your thrill, this is your flick. Brandy did a really nice job. Uh, while Matthew Settle was pathetic, Freddie Prince Jr. committed robbery by taking any kind of salary for what little he did. Um, if Mrs. If Miss Love Hewitt was not in this movie, though, do you think anyone would have bought tickets to see it? Probably not. 
I'm surprised anybody bought tickets regardless. All right, that's it for that's it for reviews. That's it for reviews. Um, I will say I in Rob's defense, uh, a point in Rob's favor, a lot of the reviews for this were really positive. Like this does seem to have some kind of IMDb cult following, uh, where people got really into it. So there is that. Because people are going back and rewatching it and realize it's overlooked. It's a classic. Well, no. they're bringing it up from the 7% that it was sitting at. So, <laughs> All right. So facts about this movie. So the budget's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> because I read one place it was $65 million and another place it was <sighs> $24 million. <laughs> Okay, either way, <sighs> it's too much. Jesus. Yeah, so I don't know. It was either twenty four million or sixty five million. The worldwide gross was forty million. So right in between those two. <laughs> Good lord! I'm guessing it was probably closer to the sixty five million because they didn't make this the next sequel for a long time, huh. and it was like direct a video. So I'm guessing that this would you know underperformed at the box office, so they didn't make any more. Um. Due to the negative critical reaction to the film, Freddie Prince Jr. says he's never watched it. Smart man. I'm always skeptical of people who say that. Yeah, but he's disowning it. Even if it's not true, at least he knows. Like, I I like that. Well, he was maybe the worst part of the movie, so that's fine. Uh, No. Scheduling conflicts with Dawson's Creek, The Faculty, Halloween (laughs) H2O, and gearing up to direct teaching Mrs. Tingle prevented Kevin Williamson from writing the screenplay for uh, this film and for Scream 3. Thank God he wasn't part Ooh. of this. This film was the last uh, was the last time Jennifer Love Hewitt appeared in a horror film. She um, did so because she did not want to be typecast as a Scream Queen. I bet she yeah. regrets that now, right? Because Scream Queens are having a resurgence and what is she yeah. up to right now? I don't know. She was on that TV show for a while. Uh, that's probably off the air by now. I think it's been off the air for a while, if we're thinking of yeah, the same probably. show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a ghost show. It was kind of a horror show, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if she's... It's more like a melodrama where people just happen to be ghosts. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I never really watched it. She dated John Mayer at some point. I know that. That's doing well. Um, a sequel, I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, was announced in 2000. It was originally meant to star Jennifer Love Hewitt, Brandy, and Freddie Prince Jr. again. However, the film was uh, left alone for a while, and they scrapped the original script, and they rewrote the whole thing. And none of those people returned. I was just going to ask, I don't remember Brandy being in all all ways, know what you did last summer. Yeah, no. I'll always know what you did last summer is one of the worst movies ever made. It's awful. Um, The... The uh, the fate of Nancy and Carla um, in the scene where they retrieved the first aid kit was actually initially reversed. Carla was going to die and Nancy was going to survive that scene. Wow. Which one's Nancy? Nancy was Jennifer Esposito. Carla was Brandy. Okay. So it was supposed to be Brandy who had the dude fall on top of her and he was going to push the thing through. No, don't kill Brandy. Uh, when Julie, Carla, Tyrell, and Will first arrive at the resort, Will's true nature is foreshadowed as they walk around the fountain. Everyone goes around the right path to get to it, except for Will. He takes the left path. Ooh. At the same time, the song that's playing sings the line, one of these things just doesn't belong here. <sighs> there you go. That's how deep this shit goes. I hate this fucking movie so much. <laughs> 
Mackay Pfeiffer appeared as the boy in the music video to Brandy's song, The Boy Is Mine, uh, which she did as a duet with Monica. Hmm. Uh, they apparently approached Peter Jackson to direct. <laughs> and finally, Tyrell's character was originally scripted as a Latino named Celso. Oh, <laughs> what a name. Bad, yeah. right? <laughs> wow. No. I don't know if that would have been better or worse. But uh, those are the fun facts for I still know what you did last summer. Oh, Portnoy is going to be fun for this thing. Uh, Rob, you want to go last on this one? I think I'm going to be the the one who stands out the most, so I probably should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you do with this. Cat, uh, you want me to go first? You want to go? Oh, you can go first if you want. All right. Where was my uh, bar for this? Okay. I actually did a little research before. Usually I, I have a, a general idea of where I want to go. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I listen to all ends. And then while we're, we're, we're talking about it and then, you know, I form my final decision around now ish time of the show. Uh, this one I actually looked into before okay. I did leave wiggle room to be, you know, persuaded one way or another. But um, my bar for this, uh, going back to old pay, uh, uh, port noise that we've done, I, I, that's usually how I scale. Uh, I gave Jason Goes to Hell a two. And I like Jason Goes to Hell more than this movie. <laughs> if we're You're being full of shit, you do not. I really, really thought I was going to have the lowest port noise, and I don't think that's going to be true. <laughs> At least I fucking get Jason, man. I mean, it's a shitty Jason, but you he's get there. The fucking That's true. All you get is the fisherman. <laughs> Fuck that. So based on that, I I would put this movie around. Shame like, on you. You get the fisherman. You get Rasta Jack Black. You get Jennifer Love Hewitt. And you get Brandy. Br I'll get to Brandy in a second. Rasta Jack Black oh. wasted a whole fucking joint. The guy's an idiot. What was the other point you made? With Jennifer Love Hewitt. All right, fine. Whatever. I don't care. And I, I, I don't give a shit. Brandy is the only reason I'm going to raise my score. I would, I would give this movie like a 1.5 to a 1.7. Honestly, Rob, Brandy and those shorts, when they woke up <laughs> all in that bed together, God damn Brandy. So I got a, at the end of the day, this movie is getting a 3.1 and you could thank Brandy for every ounce of of anything above i'm not thinking anybody for nothing that's a terrible score mikey that, that's a generous score this might be as close as our scores have ever been you guys are both insane i wrote down 3.3 and all of it's for brandy yeah yeah that <laughs> shit there it is which is yeah. how i wrote it down also like 3.3 parentheses yeah. for brandy <laughs> for brandy man those shook damn brandy i'd never in my life that is a goddess. All right. Rob, you, you, these are inflated numbers, too, Rob. I want you to know this li This really would live at a 1.7. All right, well, I nice. gave it a fair score. Oh, boy. <laughs> this movie is genius. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it does have some flaws. I'll give you that. The backstory of Ben living on the island with his family and the voodoo guy. We didn't, we didn't need all, not any of that. No. Um, it was just too much. It was, you know, not needed. Typical sequel kind of fodder, to be honest with you. That it wasn't necessary. And the missed opportunity but with the end. The amazing, 
amazing, intricate plan that was set up to fake a radio contest to get these people to this island and all the expense and planning they had to go to to pull that off, and it all works. The reveal of Ben's son, the greatest thing to happen in cinema history happens in this movie. That helps lift it up as well. And in my opinion, this has all the hallmarks of a, a great slasher movie. Uh, why you guys don't see it that way, I, I'll never understand. It, it checks all the boxes you need for a slasher movie. Um, I give it a 7.7. 7. What oh, the hell? Wait, 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 wait. What? Hold on. You said a 7 and then another 7? You've got to be kidding. A 7.7. 7. Why are there any 7s in there at all? What the fuck? Because the movie is brilliant. <laughs> You ought to be ashamed of yourself, bro. You can't tell if you're doing a bit. <laughs> Rob, give me your mother's number, man. I got to call her and tell her on you. I'm, a, I'm telling on you. I'm telling your mom on you, bro. Give me- She'll hear it. My mom started listening to the show. Oh, Miss Humphrey. Oh, I'm sorry for your son. I am so sorry. You got to apologize. That ain't her last name. Oh, well, I apologize for that, too. My parents got divorced when I was young. Thanks for bringing it up, Mikey. Mrs. Rob's mom, we're sorry about his behavior on this episode. Yeah, Miss Rob's mom, I apologize for your son, his behavior on this episode, and for him tarnishing everything in life with this score. This movie is easily a 7.7. I could have gone higher. I was being rational about this with, you know, noticing that there were some short shortcomings in the in the film. Uh-huh. Some shortcomings, he says. <laughs> But I was looking at around a, I was looking at over an eight originally. Holy fuck. I don't understand how you could not have had the best time of your life watching this movie. I was so happy watching it today. Uh-uh-uh. I hope your mom yells at you. I do. I hope. I hope. I told on you. You happy? I just want to point out, Rob, that like your eights include the likes of seven. You're saying that this could have been in the same point range it would have as been close, seven. Yeah. It could have been close, but there were just a couple of things they, they didn't nail Rob, <laughs> in this movie. I'm looking at your report noise right now. You ranked I Still Know What You Did Last Summer higher than Hellraiser. Yeah, that's correct. I don't care for Hellraiser all that much. You gave this the same score as Event Horizon. That's it. That seems about right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. Are you not ashamed of yourself? These are all better movies than I still know what you did last The TCM2 score sounds like maybe (laughs) I I underrated that film a little bit. He gave the 7.7 to Bad CGI Sharks for a B-movie score, Cat. Yeah. He said this is the same as Bad CGI Sharks. That's that's not good. Mm -mm -mm. This is better than Bad CGI Sharks. I mean... (laughs) Rob. (laughs) Go put your shirt on, Cat. Go put your shirt on. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Which one? <laughs> Put your best CGI shark shirt on. No, I have more than one bad CGI shark shirt. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wear them both. You got more than one Willy's Wonderland shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I've Ooh. seen it all. A Quiet Place. He gave The Quiet Place a 7.7. Scream 2. You gave oh, I Still bullshit. Know What You Did Last Summer the same score as Scream 2. Rob. And that is unfortunate. Scream 2 should not have gotten the same score. It should have been lower than this one. Rob! <laughs> Are you... <laughs> wow. All right. All right, Rob. I'm saying 7.7. In my opinion, this movie should have been approved. 
I don't even. We did Valentine. I don't even remember yeah, watching we did. Valentine. It was like a joke episode where we all made fun of it. I don't. Why did we do Valentine? Because Jeremy Melton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but why would we sit through that? My God! Oh, that was your idea too. You fuck. Who's <laughs> you? It's blue. The your color's blue. That doesn't mean it was my idea. That just means you remembered it as being my idea. Like how I always remember you being the one who suggested that shitty New Orleans movie. I believe. God a good damn movie. it. I cannot believe Valentine is this. not a good movie, Cat. No, 13 Cents is a good it movie. It is not a good movie either. I-, I can't take advice from you on good movies anymore. No. no. Jesus Christ, man. Nothing sacred. Can't have shit. Mm-mm-mm. I know you got. I can't believe how you treated this movie. You ranked this higher than Slacks. I I, I, I cannot believe how you treated this movie today, Cat. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I want to take away my brandy points right now. I mean, I knew Mikey was going to do that, but I expected better from you. I can't believe this shit. I really want to take away my brandy points and just put down a 1.7 so bad because you don't deserve it. Rob, you gave this higher than the Jack Frost B movie score. Look! Look at you. I Are you proud of yourself? This is a this is a good movie. Oh my god! You gave it higher than Rob Zombie's Halloween. I can't believe that either. <laughs> yeah, that's a shock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, jeez, man, <sighs> that's it for this week. I guess uh, we got a couple more weeks until the three hundredth episode, where we throw our list of top one, our personal top one hundred horror movies out there. Uh, that should that should be interesting. And patrons, don't forget what? to submit your list for the patron list. Yeah, let us know your favorite horror movies. I'll make a post on the Patreon okay. uh, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that will be up there. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash slash radio if you'd like to sign up. Now would obviously be the time. You can get a one-week free trial. Uh, thank you to Tasha for signing up. She signed up to the Patreon. Rob, what do you got to say about that? Who's that? The mashed potato thief? <laughs> Yeah. Out there stealing mashed potatoes. We appreciate it, Tasha. I hope it's garlic. She's saving all that money on mashed potatoes. She has this right. <laughs> like everyone has to put aside a mashed potato budget every fucking week. <laughs> uh, tears starting as slow as $3 a month. Uh, you get an extra show every week. You get Easter egg content every week. And, and I, I know some of our listeners got my back on this. Let us know about it. Yeah, let, yeah, let us know about yeah. this one. This is a good goddamn movie. Yeah, everybody listen. Let us. That's the fun for us. Let, let us know. I think that's it. Follow the show at Slash Radio on Twitter. I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. You can also follow Cult FM Pod on Twitter. That is uh, the show that I, I do with Allie. I'm going to be on there. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be on there. Uh, Rob is on this week's episode. By the time this comes out, that is out. Uh, so you can check that out wherever you're listening to Slash Your Radio. You check out Cult FM. Oh, um, Rob, I have unfortunate news about that episode, too, by the way. What's that? We had one of our, our cult meetings with, you know, some of the people over there. Mm-hmm. You know, your presence and, and a lot of the things that you said, a lot of the things that you did. Mm-hmm. Apparently, something happened with Brian. Uh, unfortunately. That guy's an asshole. That guy is a fucking asshole. I agree. But nonetheless, you know, you shouldn't have did what you did. I don't know exactly what happened. But uh, unfortunately, you're banned from Cult FM. Unbelievable. That's all right. That's all right. You'll you'll have me back when you need to bring in the star power again. No, I can't, (laughs) man. You're banned. This is above me. All right. No. 
it's a secret council of cultists that made this decision, <laughs> and unfortunately, you're banned, man. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it. Brian leads that council, doesn't he? That son of a bitch might. I hate that guy. He still hasn't followed me on Twitter. <laughs> Fucking jerk off. Uh, that's it. Where do they find you, Rob? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob123. You can find me also on uh, Blue Sky, Instagram, whatever. It's all Radio Rob123. And you can listen to the other show that I do with Kat, uh, the Nick Fucking Woo Cage cast. Um, we just released our episode on Industrial Symphony Number no. 1, The Dream of the Broken Hearted. I think I said that right. You did, actually. <laughs> and it is unbelievably not the shortest episode we've done of that show. <laughs> Shortest movie, not the shortest episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can find me on all the other social medias at cat velour. You can check out my website, catvelour.com, and buy my book. Yes. And uh, to celebrate me and Cat being on the same side of this movie, I feel like we shit this. So much intercourse. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.